0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com
1: for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
0: The following is a presentation of A's Cast, your free 24-7 nonstop destination for A's baseball. Looking for the latest on the A's minor leagues? One of the latest additions to A's Cast is The farm. A look around the minor leagues with interviews, updates, and profiles on the future A's tearing up the minors.
1: Well, hello and welcome to our A's Farm podcast. I'm your host, AthleticsFarm.com Editor-in-Chief Bill Moriarty. And today, we're going to be talking with A's AAA manager, Fran Reardon. He spent last year with the A's affiliate in Las Vegas, and this year he's been busy working with some of the A's top prospects at their alternate camp down in San Jose. And with no actual minor league game action this year, we wanted to be sure and talk with him to get his insights on some of the A's top prospects. Hey, thanks for joining me today, Fran.
2: My pleasure. Happy to be here.
1: So, you know, as we all know, it's been a a rather strange year this year. I'm sure you were planning on spending your summer in Las Vegas rather than in San Jose. But obviously, it's better to be on the field somewhere than nowhere. So what's this whole experience been like for you, spending your summer at this alternate camp there in San Jose?
2: Yeah, well, you know, the situation with the the COVID-19 and the suspension of the minor league season, everyone's kind of up in the air about what we're going to do and how we – we were going to spend our summers in baseball or away from baseball. So when the alternate site opened up and there's a, a some coaches that got, um, you know, tasked with with being there to monitor the development and, you know, make sure these guys were ready to help in the big leagues. It was, you know, a huge opportunity just to be on the field again and to be with guys. And uh, we, we settled on San Jose as our alternate site and it was quite an exper- experience two and a half months of being with the the same guys every day and and going through the grind and and just experiencing something that none of us had ever experienced before either from the staff side or the the player side was was just uh really kind of
1: interesting and we, we had a great time yeah, no, it's definitely one of those things you kind of have to make it up as you go along cuz there's never been anything quite like this before. <laughs> that's that's for sure. Now, a lot of these guys that were there in camp would have been on your uh, AAA roster there in Las Vegas and you know, that's the last stop before guys get to the major league. So, a lot of those guys are really missing some critical development time this year, but you have a different environment there. Are, do you think there are any positives that might come out of this environment that they've been in this year, rather than having uh, played a traditional season? I
2: absolutely do, and this is something that the staff talks about quite a bit. Um, you know, you have the younger players, the the Robert Poisson, the Tyler Soderstroms, our, our first round draft pick this year, uh, Brian Buehler's, uh, another another kid that only has one half season in the Arizona League and you know guys that were around older players every day and got to see them work and got to see their habits and got to see better pitching and got to play at a speed that was much faster than what they would have played at if they had a regular minor league season I think those guys are going to come come along so much faster now because of this experience and then there's there's a a whole other group of kids that you could include in in that group that I I just think are going to be helped by this experience as opposed to, you know, your typical minor league season. But, you know, I'm not saying that 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 was the case for everybody. There are some older players that really could have used a a season. There are some, some older players that could have used the, the 500, 600 at bats or the 110, 140 innings. But uh, I, I think everybody to a man made made the best of it from a player's standpoint.
1: Yeah, it does seem like some of the younger guys might be the ones to really benefit from it the most in terms of uh, really accelerating their maturation process, being around the kind of more experienced players and coaches that they've had the chance to be around this summer. Now, like I mentioned, a lot of the guys there in the camp would have been on your A Las Vegas roster this year. And I know myself, for one, I was really looking forward to your uh, starting rotation there at Triple A this year. It was would have been great to see Great young pitching prospects like James Caprilean and Dalton Jeffries and Grant Holmes pitching for you there in Vegas. How much were you looking forward to seeing those guys pitching for you this year? And can you talk a little bit about what you've seen out of those guys there in camp uh, this summer?
2: Yeah, th- those those three guys in particular, they, they were probably going to start the season in Las Vegas with us here, and it, it would have been it would have been great to have those guys at, at one point. I, I been around those guys, there managed those guys throughout my time with Oakland, and I was excited about the prospect. And I know uh, Rick Rodriguez, our pitching coach, was excited about the prospect of being able to work with those guys and and you know kind of help them on their journey to the big leagues. Uh, but circumstances dictated otherwise, and it was, it was still enjoyable to be around those guys and watch their development. You know, you, you saw some some big development out of James Caprillián with. You know him being fully healthy and having a at least a, a shortened season under his belt last year, trying to come back from injury, and seeing the uptick in his velocity and and seeing him work in a, a two seamer that really started to sharpen up as the alternate site went along, um, and then Grant Holmes, I, I managed him all of 2017, and that, that's a guy that's that's gone through some some transformations and it's gotten better, and his stuff is. Head and shoulders above what I what I saw in 2017. So it was great to be around him again and, and see his stuff. And Dalton Jeffries was the, the guy that I had the least amount of exposure to. Um, I'd never I'd never managed him, and I just seen him throw the ball a couple of times in spring training this year. But man, he's a uh, he's as polished as they come as as a pitcher, and and he showed great stuff and great command and was was aggressive in the strike zone and always attacked hitters and just went about his business as a pro. So there's three guys that you mentioned right there that I think have a very, very bright future on the mound.
1: Yeah, fortunately, Caprillion and Jeffries both did get the chance to make their major league debuts this season. And it's funny you mentioned Jeffries' command because he's always been known for that that command of his and, and his pinpoint control. I think he only walked nine batters all of last year, you know, and then he got the chance to make that start with the A's and, you know, walked a couple of guys in that first inning and got hit a little hard there do you think it was just a case of nerves with him just being there in that situation the major leagues for the first time that because he really didn't look like the pitcher to those of us who've seen him pitch in the minor leagues are used to seeing
2: well Dalton's a pretty pretty cool customer i mean he he's a a guy that keeps his composure and (laughs) is very focused and very in command when he's on that that mound but i i don't think you can underestimate the just the the emotions and the, the the nerves that go into making your your major league debut and i don't care how cool or stoic or composed you are once once you get out there for the first time um it's going to be different and you know I, I i talked to dalton a little bit about it and he said he had he had a lot of fun um it wasn't his best foot forward as far as his ability because he's just got uh, uh, you know unlimited ability but it was great that he had the experience and uh you know, it, it, as soon as you can get that first one under your belt, I, I think the the next ones come come easier. So I look forward to seeing that from Dalton.
1: Yeah, we all do. Yeah, it's def- definitely no surprise. It, it it is a bit of a big deal to be on a major league mound for the first time. So <laughs> uh, it doesn't happen every day. Now, a couple other guys that had a chance to make their AAA debuts with you last year, and you know, had some struggles when they when they got their first opportunities there were Parker Dunshee and Brian Howard. Can you talk a little bit about what you saw out of them last season? What you think accounted for the some of the struggles they had in AAA, and then what you've seen out of them this summer in camp and what kind of improvements and and progress you may have seen them made this summer
2: well i'll start with brian howard uh, he he was only with us for you know six or seven starts last year and you know i think he struggled with his command a little bit he struggled at the, a, a new level a little bit which it, it happens you know every every jump you make up the ladder in baseball you're going to have struggles and it's <laughs> it's harder you're playing against better people and better hitters, better pitchers, whatever the case may be. And I I just think that, you know, in in a short look, he he just wasn't able to command the baseball, especially his fastball. And then he would get behind and have to put the ball over the plate and, and he got hit. You know, what I've seen out of the alternate site is uh, a guy that's just a tireless worker. He's always working to get better. Um, He's always, you know, doing things in his, his bullpen work to, command the baseball better he's trying different arm angles he's mixing in a you know more more two seamers from that different arm angle and he's so tall and he's he's such a tough look for right handers and left handers because of the length that he has that it appears that you know with his his new arm angle it's more deceptive and anytime you can be more deceptive as a pitcher i think everyone can agree that's that's a good thing and He's really worked hard the last two and a half months to to get to a point where he's comfortable with a a little different arm angle, and I think he he started to see some results, and I think uh, it's going to help him a lot moving forward. Parker duchy you know I, I I wouldn't look at look at Parker's season last year and say that it was a struggle because he was one of our most most consistent starters he had He had a run of four or five starts where he got he got beat up a little bit. And again, going from, from double A to triple A, that's, that's going to happen, but he was able to make those those adjustments on the fly and in high pressure situations and improved, you know, after he figured some things out. And again, it always comes down to commanding the fastball. Once he started to command the fastball better, uh, his performance improved. And I always had a lot of confidence when, when Parker took the mound and, you know, this, this year, he came in spring training a little bit bigger, a little bit stronger and had a little uptick in velocity up to, you know, he he was running up to 93, 94 miles an hour at the alternate site. And that's something that he's never really, really had. He hasn't had big velo. He's always relied on deception and he's always relied on fastball command and, and mixing and matching and doing little things that, that great pitchers do. But with the uptick in velocity, I I think, uh, I think he's got a little bit more confidence and, You know, he he pitched as many innings as he could in the alternate site and did a really great job for us. So uh, I expect the things out
1: out of Parker as well. Well, now, another guy that you know well is Sheldon Noisy. Obviously, his first year in AAA at Nashville, he had some some real struggles there. And then last year at Vegas, he was just a, a totally different uh, player. I mean, he was probably one of your most consistent hitters all, all year last year at Vegas. And then he did get the opportunity to make his Major League debut with the A's last year. It looked like he was ticketed to start the year, at least, back at AAA again. This year, with you in Vegas, I was curious to see if he was going to be able to just sort of force the issue and, uh, you know, force his way onto the major league roster at some point this year, but unfortunately not having a chance to play every day at AAA, it's a little harder for a player to do that and make those kind of impressions that the front office can't ignore. So can you talk a little bit about the development you've seen out of Sheldon Noisy and and what you've seen out of him there this summer at camp?
2: Yeah, you know, just, just like we talked about it the benefits for some of the younger kids in this uh, alternate side scenario. There's some guys that, you know, this this scenario wasn't ideal for because it, it didn't give them an opportunity to put up numbers in triple a and, and, you know, kind of force the hand of the major league team. if If an opportunity came about. And I think Sheldon's one of those guys, but to his credit, he went about his business every day and worked hard every day. And, you know, you know, focused on, on getting better and, you know, commanding the strike zone and not going outside of the zone. Um, He did a nice job when he was here and he really started to heat up in the last couple of weeks. And, you know, I I know, and Sheldon knows that at any time he
1: could be called upon to help the major league team. And uh, I know he'll be ready. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see if he's able to push his way into the conversation next spring. Anyway, Uh, a couple of outfielders that, may have had a chance to be on your AAA roster, at least at some point this year, if things had gone as planned. A couple of guys who've been there in the camp this summer are Greg Dykeman and Luis Barrera. They're probably a couple of the more intriguing outfielders at the higher ranks of the system. Can you talk a little bit about what you've seen out of those guys this summer, and if you think they've been able to make any improvements or uh, any progress uh, this year there in camp?
2: Absolutely. Two of our most exciting position players in the, the Oakland system for sure. Uh, Greg, Greg Dykman and, and Luis Barrera, are two totally different players um, other than being outfielders, but both dynamic in their own way. Uh, you have, you have Dykman that's a, a big, strong-bodied kid, very physical player, uh, left-handed power, has a very accurate arm from the outfield, runs well for his size, uh, very disciplined at the plate, and you know, put himself on the map with a great, great fall league showing uh, last fall and just kind of continued it in spring training into the alternate site and, and really never stopped hitting. Um, you, you know, health has been an issue for him and seeing him healthy and seeing him play hard and seeing him, you know, be able to do the things that his talents allow him to do on an everyday basis was a lot of fun for me because this is my first exposure to him on on an everyday basis. So um, I would have loved to see what he could have done in Las Vegas. And he's going to be a a very, very good major league player. And um, he's definitely one of our most exciting ones here. Uh, Luis Pereira was excellent from the day he stepped foot in San Jose. He made a great impression in spring training. Um, I know Bob Melvin really liked the way he played and you couldn't argue with the way he had, he had a, a, a great spring and it just continued here. Uh, he's got he's got elite bat to ball skills um he he does a better job of of getting the barrel to the baseball than than so many guys uh, it, it's just a a talent that you can't talk about enough and he does have a little power he he runs really well he he throws really well he's accurate and this is this is somebody who i, I think is you know, play play in the major leagues for for a long time and have a really, really nice career. And he was he was as impressive as they come in, in the alternate site. And I think he ended up hitting around four fifty and <laughs> just under just under ninety at bats with a lot of extra base hits and some stolen bases sprinkled in there and some great plays in the outfield. So that's a guy that really took advantage of this time, this this opportunity to make himself better.
1: And he was uh, he was definitely our best hitter this camp. Like you said, they're such very different types of players, <laughs> but both intriguing in their in their own ways. One other young outfielder that you know has always intrigued me from the time he really came on the scene last year, and he's still just a teenager is Brian Buelvis. So I have to ask you what you've seen out of that out of that kid there this summer.
2: What what a, what a joy to watch this guy work every day. You know, he's a teenager coming into a scenario with a lot of a lot of players that have way more experience than he does. And he's got one short season in Arizona under his belt uh, in which he excelled. And what he did every day and the joy that he brought to the field and the energy that he brought to the field and what he was able to show, not only the staff, but the other players in the organization. I think is going to go a long way because this, this kid is uh, advanced for his years. And you talk about a work ethic and what, what he was able to do in his short time here. I mean, he, he's, he's a young kid and he's, he's in the weight room every day. He probably put on eight pounds of muscle in the two and a half months that he was in San Jose. Uh, We we're we're taking batting practice and his group's not even supposed to be on the, the, the field shagging and he's out there shagging and diving and, and jumping around and <laughs> you know he he he's just a fun guy to watch play, and time you have a guy that loves the game that much and and is willing to work as hard as as Brian is willing to work, you're going to have something special, and I think that's what you have in wellness.
1: Yeah, I mean, as a teenager, he was one of the best hitters in the Arizona League last year, so I was really looking forward to seeing him get into action this year, but we'll definitely be looking forward to seeing more of him in 2021. Now, one position that the A system definitely seems to be blessed with at this point is shortstop. You know, there's a number of talented young shortstops, and a lot of them were there in the camp this summer. Uh, Of course, there's Nick Allen, there's Logan Davidson, who was the A's top draft pick last year, and then there's robert poisson who was the a's top international signing last year and he's still a teenager so i'm curious to get your impressions what you've seen out of them this year in camp and i know they've all been working there with bobby crosby which is obviously fortunate for all of them but can you talk a little bit about that trio of shortstops
2: yeah a great trio and one of the one of the most exciting things from from our staff perspective just to see those three guys working every day um, I got to tip my hat to Bobby Crosby because he was out there with them every day and, you know, working with them on, on little things and, and, you know, getting them into situations where they're creating great major league habits, which is so important for young players. And Bobby just did a fantastic job doing that with these three guys. Um, you, you know, Poisson is a, a, the youngest of the three and, you know, he's, he's pretty far away from being able to crack a major league roster, but, you can see that he's got the ability. You can see that he has the instincts and the tools, and it's uh, it's going to be a lot of fun watching him develop as a switch hitter. Uh, he's got gifted hands, a strong arm, and he he works hard and he's committed to his craft. And you know, to, to see his improvement from from day one facing like we spoke about earlier competition that he wouldn't have he wouldn't have faced had we had a regular season. The, the improvements were. Were dramatic with Poisson. And yeah. then you go to Logan Davidson, our, our first round pick last year, that I mean, just was outstanding the entire time. Another switch hitting shortstop, but a very physical player, uh, very strong, and really improved his, his actions defensively, his footwork defensively, um, worked on being able to throw from different angles and different windows, and, um, you know, to just different scenarios that uh we saw so much improvement from from the beginning of the alternate side camp and I, the guy can really hit from both sides of the plate you know i i tend to to kind of look at switch hitters with a skeptical eye anymore <laughs> just because hitting in general is so hard but he showed me he showed me a lot from from both sides of the plate and with his strength and his his discipline and and you know, just two really refined swings. He's he's going to be a really nice player. And then Nikki Allen. Everyone knows about Nikki's defense and and how slick he is, but it's not just the the great plays here and the, the great plays here. It's it's every play. He's a student of the game. He's he wants to know about positioning. He wants to know about pitch selection. He wants to know about angles. He wants to know about where everybody should be on every play, not just himself. And he is, uh, he is as good as he gets defensively at shortstop. But what really stuck out, stuck out to me from, from Nick Allen was his, his offense and how he, how he kind of worked through at bats and tried to match up what he was trying to do during at bats with who he is as a player. And that's very difficult thing for a young guy to do. You know, a lot of people, well, uh, I want to hit home runs. I want (laughs) to drive the ball in the air. I want to do this. well, you have you better have the physical ability to do that, or else you're going to be uh, you're going to be fighting an uphill battle. And Nikki was very committed to making his at bats count and trying to do a job during every at bat that would match his physical skill set. And for a young player to do that, it was it was pretty impressive. And his bat really impressed me this this camp.
1: Yeah, as you mentioned, uh, Nick Allen made some big strides last year at Stockton at the plate, which, uh, you know, given how gifted he is defensively, <laughs> if if he can be a productive player at the plate as well, um, that's quite a potent combo, and I, I know I, for one, was really looking forward to seeing what he could do at Midland this year. Uh, then one last player I want to ask you about is, I think, someone everyone's excited about, and that's this year's top draft pick for the A's, Tyler Soderstrom, the catcher. Uh, I know he's still a teenager as well, but a lot. Of people have talking about how how mature he seems to be for his age. Can you tell us a little bit about what you saw out of Tyler Soderstrom this summer in camp? Yeah, I mean, he, first of all, let's
2: remember he is still a kid, and that's actually what we ended up calling him—the kid. <laughs> um, but he, you're talking about a guy with a, a very advanced bat and very advanced knowledge of the strike zone and. Uh, a really, really, really good idea of what he wants to do when he steps into that batter's box, which you don't see from some guys ever, let alone at 18 years old. So it was a lot of fun getting to know his swing and getting to watch him hit, whether it was batting practice or cage work or, you know, some damage he was able to do in the, in the games. I think he ended up in uh, two and a half months at five or six home runs and in live competition with us. So that's, that's pretty impressive as a, as an 18 year old guy getting his first taste of professional baseball. Um, the catching side of it, you know, he, he's he's gonna be a work in progress. He's gonna have to really grind and, and work and take take ownership of, of that craft. And the, the sooner he can do that, the sooner he'll get to the, the big leagues because that bat's gonna carry him a long ways and uh, he's gonna be he's gonna be a really, really special hitter. So it was it was fun to watch
1: him and get to know him and
2: be there for his taste of first taste of Pro Ball.
1: Yeah, I think we are. We're all looking forward to seeing him uh, hopefully in action uh, next season. A couple final questions for you. Because the nature of this camp is so different, you're not playing other teams, you're not playing you know, really competitive games every day, you're just kind of playing intra-squad games. This summer left a lot more time for personal instruction, one-on-one instruction with players that you know you probably wouldn't have had the time for during a full competitive season. Can you talk a little bit about how these players might benefit from the, that one on one instruction that they've received and what really is kind of almost like a, an extended and intensive uh, instructional league that you've had there this year?
2: Yeah, well, we, we, had a, we had a lot of staff here, and there was a lot of focus on working on individual things with guys, things that they decided that whether it was a, a staff member, picked out something that they they wanted a player to improve on or the player the player himself so there was always stuff going on whether it was infielders or catchers or you know the the hitting coaches in the cages working on specific things with guys and because of that i i, I think that guys were able to to get more focused work from the staff members and the players were were able to benefit from it you know and i i guess that's more of a question for the players if, if if that is, you know, something that they truly benefited from, but it's going to be something that each individual player will probably say, yes, it was great. It was great to have so much individualized work.
1: My understanding is that the camp just recently closed and you guys have all uh, headed home, but can you talk a little bit about the status of things now, the A's, you know still have a little more regular season left to play and let's hope they have a lot more postseason left to play too so where's everybody going to be if they need replacement players what's going to happen how's this all going to work the rest of the way here
2: well yeah the alternate site has been uh, closed down and there will be a instructional league opening up at the end of uh, the end of september so some of the players from the alternate site will go to the instructional league and then there'll be a, a list of players that will go on to an expanded taxi squad that will be available to help Oakland out if needed, you know, whether, whether an injury happens or another scenario happens where Oakland needs players, there will be an expanded taxi squad and some of the guys from the alternate site will be on that taxi squad. So there's kind of two directions guys could go, some guys, you know, we're doing neither. So they're, they were going home and they were were finished with their season, but um, yeah, the, the, but there's a lot of baseball to be to be played for some of these guys still.
1: And will that uh, instructional league be happening in in Arizona at the site there? Yes. Okay. Yes, the players and
2: staff will ha- have this in Arizona.
1: So you've got some guys going to Arizona, some guys going home, and some guys going to travel with the major league team with the A's. Then. Yep. Absolutely. And You're back at home, I guess, relaxing after a summer in San Jose, but I'm sure all the guys there benefited from having you there and having your insights and your instruction and your experiences available to them. It definitely was a unique year for all of us, yourself included, and I just say I I hope we can see you in uniform and back out on the field next year in 2021 season, back in regular games, playing baseball the way we always expected it to be played.
2: Absolutely. I hope the same thing, Bill.
1: (laughs) All right. Well, thanks for taking time out to join us today, Fran. It's always a pleasure talking with you, and uh, we'll look forward to talking with you again soon. Sounds good. And thanks to all of you out there for listening to this edition of our A's Farm podcast. Be sure to check back in for the next episode. And don't forget that you can always find updates on the A's top prospects and all the news about the A's minor league system on our A's Farm website at athleticsfarm.com. That's athleticsfarm.com. Thanks again. I'm A's Farm Editor-in-Chief Bill Moriarty. We'll see you again down on the farm.
0: This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story and one of the best